Are you Mandalorian? I'm a simple man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. Three men and a baby Yoda podcast. Matthew, Dylan, Callan. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Three Men and a Baby Yoda podcast. We are mixing it up this week. Dylan and I have been talking about reviewing the Loki show and we're at the halfway point. So we've decided to put our Loki horns on and give it a bit of a review. We're midway through the season and joining me tonight, my buddy, the Big D, Shaq98. How are you? How are you, mate? Good, 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 good. I, uh, man, we're coming off what a few different episodes of Loki so far. So I wouldn't say we're we're late, but I think we've been stockpiling a bit of content here. So very keen to touch through it. How you been? How's your weekend? I know, been? I know. It's been good, man. I mean, you know, it's the first week of lockdown. Of course, I, text, I yeah. texted you saying, oh, we'll definitely get a lot of recording in with all this lockdown and you're telling me how busy you are at work, which is not the answer I'm looking for. Yeah, you know what? We'll, we'll see what we can muster up, but I'm... Uh, Surely yeah, you got a lunch break, you know, you got a bit of a time to record, you got an hour to put aside. Come on. All right, all right. If there's an hour here or there and I'm not too flat out, we can jump on for the people. That's good, that's good. We... Uh, we I mean, I want to actually give a shout out to our listeners today. I mean, I'm going to go through some of the countries that I, I mean, I never thought we would uh, have a reach this far, but I'm very proud that we have a, a Brazilian listener. Brazilian. We have Brazil. Israel's pretty popular. We're in about four different uh, areas of Israel. So, you know, in between the attacks, they're uh, listening in. The Spain, New Zealand, and Norway, Japan, Sweden, Ireland. We've got our own Euro. We should do Euro sweeps next year. <laughs> Indonesia. We have a Belgium listener. Mexico, Philippines, Pakistan, Netherlands, Italy, Germany, Canada, the United Kingdom, United States, and, our, and, and, the, and the bulk of our listeners, mostly our family and friends, uh, <laughs> Australia. Wow, what a demographic! That's literally almost everyone. That's crazy. No, I know. We, 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 I, I think I counted it. I, I went through the analytics of America too. We have twenty-five of the fifty states. Wow, twenty-five of fifty. Well, are we going to call that over halfway, or are we going to call it smack bang on half? Uh, smack back on fifty-fifty-fifty. Not a bad start, and you know. Well, what are you, 16 episodes in? Mm. We're moving on a bit of Loki content. I mean, how are you finding the show? Give us your, uh, how's it hit you? It's hit me really good. I think this is one of those series where I haven't, to start with, tried to pick it to pieces before I watch it. So it was kind of a shock, actually, when it when it came about. I was like, oh, my God, with Loki's here. And then, mm. you know, sat down and watched it on the, uh, the old train trip home. So perfect place to watch things, in my opinion, train. Yeah, I mean, you've got that that god awful commute of about what is it, ninety minutes to get home. So, yeah. 
yeah, you can uh, really rip into some good content. I'm surprised you haven't watched more Clone Wars and Rebels. Uh, I, I got up to some of season six, episode five. I am I am chasing you down. I am the Peloton chasing you <laughs> down in your very not yellow jersey. And uh, we we are. I'm going to tell you to stop at, at season two, episode twenty, and then you right. and I will will do that together. But no, I mean this 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 Loki show of all the Marvel shows, it's the one I was looking forward to the most. I I, mm. I think uh, Tom Hiddleston's like the most acclaimed and best actor of the lot. Yeah. And his character so divisively awesome. Mm. I mean, let's just go back to, I mean, did you watch all of WandaVision yet? No, I've, I've watched the last episode and I've watched the first episode. So mm. you're going to hate me. It, uh, to be honest, it's just not something I was looking forward to, nor in, in my per se interested in. Yep. So I don't know. I, I, I understand what's happened throughout, but um, yeah. I think it's important you watch it though, because I mean, with all this stuff about Nexus events and things that are going through, it's probably something you might want to give yeah. a little little read into. Given that you did watch Doctor Strange last week, or this mm. week, didn't you? I watched it yesterday. So, yeah, that's right. I'm hard to keep up with all the texts and messages <laughs> and various garbage that I send out into the universe. And then uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to that. I thought it. Uh, it started really well. It got momentum. I, I, it didn't finish as as strong as I thought, but it was still good. I think, yeah, I think if you look into it, uh, not if you don't look into it as much and take it for what it is, like Sam becoming the the Captain America that I think if you, at the end of Endgame, right, um, Steve hands him the shield and says like something along the lines of that's, that's yours now. So it sort, it sort of just ended up going full circle. Well, no, but he had he had the shield, and then he gave it back, and then well, he, he got gave it back. away. He gave it away. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it was good viewing, but I mean, it's quite funny. Like, you know, Endgame, Infinity War. You know, you go back and you watch them over and over and over. I, I watched One Division. I watched uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier once. Mm-hmm. Haven't really felt the need to. Haven't need. Well, I, I've been busy, and there's new content coming out on you know dual fronts, but. It's a, uh, it's definitely something I will I'll go back to when uh you know especially in lockdown I'm I'm starting to look at what am I going to do to get me through the next yeah. two weeks. I've um, me uh my partner has gone through. Uh, I think she actually just finished everything. I think chronologically she went back and watched every Marvel film TV show. Mm-hmm. She just finished One Division. She might be on to Falcon Winter Soldier actually, but um I know for a fact that she's watched it already. Yeah. Okay. But um, we we were we were we were, we were tweeting and texting about oh. it. <laughs> oh, I'm so uh, just just about the show. Oh, um, oh I'm uh, I don't feel like I've missed out on much to be honest. But um, no, I watch Endgame with her, and every time I watch her movie, Matt, there's just something about it. It just gets me, you know. I get all giddy inside, and such a giddy, such a good man. film. I don't get giddy. I I, I start crying. I yeah, get, but there's there's things emotion. to cry about. Yeah, of course. Who do you think? All right, if we if we touch back to that moment, uh, Hawkeye, Black Widow. I know you. I know what you're thinking. The music. Every time, every time you watch it, do you still tear up? Not as much. Yeah. Okay. That that, that bit, I, I, uh, I, I managed to persevere through. But <laughs> it's the uh, the Captain America moments that are the real. Yeah. That's the big ones, and then the, the Chadwick Boseman, as you and I discussed oh. in length. You know. 
that little bit of the Maui Black Panther comes out now, it really has that uh, that special special little bit of extra knowing that he was mm. on his last legs and he was doing everything he could to to be to be there and deliver. And he looked really thin as well. Yeah. I mean, I, it didn't look like the muscly pants. They looked, you know, like a retrospect. Mm. So that 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 bit makes it extra special for me. Mm. Um, yeah, like. It's, I'm really excited for this this phase five that we're going into with Marvel. I mean, before we end the show, Shang-Chi trailer, what do you think, buddy? That was mental. I loved it. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to it because uh, the bit that stuck out to me the most was in the end you see Wong and I, it appears to be Wong. He's using some sort of uh, magic. Um, yep. And I think that was it Abomination? Abomination. Wow. So is this a setup for She-Hulk? It could be know. setting up for it because I think you're, Abomination. You're the comics man. Yeah, well, I think Abomination is meant to be in the next, in the She-Hulk that we're going to be seeing soon. So I think that is going to be a good setup. The only question is, is how and why is Wong fighting Abomination in some sort of cage? So I think that we're going to have some sort of like battle of the champions or something. Maybe. I mean, it might just be, it could be some sort of visual entertainment, I don't know, hologram could like fight. The, uh, yeah, could be. Because, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't imagine that Wong fights baddies in his spare time. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it's something they put in there for extra effect. Um, yeah. little, they love dropping an Easter egg. I mean, that's the thing about Marvel. They're... They're always 15, 20 steps ahead of us. So, mm-hmm. and they're planning things. So, I mean, well it's, not, just, it's yeah. not an accident. It's definitely there for a reason. Um, is it the multiverse? Is it, mm. you know, who knows? Especially with this whole low key variant stuff that's going on. And yeah. on that note, let's, let's, let's go to episode one. I thought real breath of fresh air, mm. it really established sort of the time variant authority, the TVA. I thought Owen Wilson was fantastic. Um, See, I've got mixed the, role. Yeah, I've got mixed the, I, I really loved, I loved how Owen Wilson fits Mobius to me. I think he fits the character really well. But a lot of people are mm. saying that they don't like Owen Wilson as an actor. I think he's fantastic. I think it's the whole wow and uh, some, wow. Of the, wow. some of the stupid things he's done <laughs> in his career and, yeah, he sort of typecast Owen Wilson as sort of like, you know, Zoolander. Mm. I don't know. Like he, he's he doesn't seem your classic Marvel. Yeah, he's definitely oh, like uh yeah, he's so outside the box. Big, and yeah. I think it's a big get though, because in the past I think people would be like, Oh, Disney Plus, that that's that's like second tier Hollywood, you know? Like um I'm <laughs> I'm better than that. I'm I'm A A list, but mm. at the moment, um Everyone on Disney Plus is coming out as an A-list, mate. Pedro. Everyone loves exactly. Pedro now. I know. Big time. Even, even with that weird Wonder Woman epi- yeah. character he did. That was uh, uh, what did it, you can you can be better. Yeah, that was just odd. Yeah. He Oddly. he did the best with what he was given, let's be real. I just didn't understand that movie when that so they could just wish she could just wish for something back and she just wished that Christopher Chris Pine came back. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's 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 the legs that movie stood on. I just I, I was like, that's so weird. And then why is she flying so much? She's not Superman. Yeah, and then she gets yeah. the, uh, the Iron Man suit of armor. Oh, this is bizarre. Like DC, I will never do a DC pod. That's the I'm, I'm putting it on the record. Five fifty-five p.m. on the twenty-seventh of June. We will never do a DC pod over two weeks later. Zack Snyder's back. We love it. Bring no. back the Schneider cut. <laughs> the Schneider cut. So, yeah, not a fan. Mm. But this show, really good. Yeah. In that, it's just not. It's different. I guess it's very different, mm. and. Um, but to, it's it's almost like I mean, look, are you getting a bit of a Joker vibe from Loki as well? He's yeah. very got a bit of that receding hair. He doesn't have that like lushing, gushing, flowing hair that he had in in uh, Avengers mm. movie one movie. Mm. Now he's got a sort of receding, slightly albeit thinner frame, uh, older style man, which he is. Mm. Um, but he's still got all the the personality and mannerisms of of Loki of the past in this new sort of world. Yeah, I think the good thing that's been shown in uh, in the Loki series is that they're not afraid to sort of go a bit out there, right? So if you think about this whole series from, and I'll keep this strictly to episode one, mm. the whole bringing him into this TBA. Uh, organization making him like everything that they've done so far in the show for me all the details are very very uh, what's the word I'm looking for very deliberate nothing yep. if you look frame by frame there's always something in this show that okay that there's a reason for that being there so it's definitely something I think the more you watch it the more you see no I thought the humor is really good in this movie in the show as well like episode one especially like you sort of saw Owen Wilson inter- interviewing Loki, but also taking the piss out of him. Yeah. Like, like, all right, so what next? You know, mm. God of Asgard. Then what? God of space. Then what? Like, and he's like, fuck off. Like, seriously, like, I got plans. Mm. Don't, don't, don't mock my plans. And then I, I, I thought it was, it was extremely funny when, um, give me that or I'll gut you like a fish. And the guy's like, what's, what's a fish? A fish? <laughs> the, that was the- one of my favorite. But and then let's let's talk about the bit where the he's looking for the tesseract with this this guy, uh, mm-hmm. the, the desk bound guy. And what does he well, find in the story? He yeah. is in the Mandalorian. Where episode four, the fish, fish. Oh, um, the fish guy. Yes, the blue. No, no, no the, the 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 villagers who um, farm the fish and they 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 take on the ATST. And those 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 people that are ransacking their village. Yeah, yeah, so he, yeah. So he was one of the guys who he set out to hire Mando to help protect their village. Hmm. So yeah, a lot of a lot of a lot of cross cross casting. We had um Enfys Nest and Carly yeah. from Falcon Winter Soldier and then mm-hmm. this guy. And you know, once you once you're in with Disney, it's it's a good thing. So the Disney, if you want to bring us in. As, as we're, we're big fans of you, Disney. Look at my wall. <laughs> Endgame poster, Force Awakens poster, and a shitload Pops. of Star Wars toys. You know? The shield. Don't forget the shield, man. Oh, yeah, the shield. Hey, shield. <laughs> so it's the shield, man. The shield. So, in, you know, really, really good episode. It really set the, set the, set the pace mm-hmm. and also the scene because it's a whole new 
world, so to speak. Mm. And, um, you know, what did you think about all those like infinity stones just in the drawer? That's what I was saying. So when he went to get the Tesseract, right, instead of finding mm-hmm. the Tesseract, well, he found the Tesseract, but what else did he find? He found a whole drawer full of what the TVA describers, everyone has them on their desk as paperweights. Mm. I think what that's symbolizing is basically saying- Their power, right? Infinity stones were the, you know, the MacGuffins. They were the the cornerstones of, you know, phase one to four. Mm-hmm. They were the, the climactic end to Thanos and everything. And moving forward, they're just jumping. They're nothing. Like they're, yep. they're, they're nothing. Um, we're moving on to bigger and better things mm. and sort of like, okay, we're, d- we're done with that. And yeah, really uh, in a subtle sort of meta kind of way, mm. um, set the scene for the future. And it's interesting to see how the TVA is almost set in like a 1950s space. You've got the the browns and the oranges and the, mm. the weird coloring and the, the decor and it's just a bit odd. But it suits it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't picture it being anything else. Mm, and no, I know, I've seen it, was, it. it was very weirdly funny, like a very retro, you know, sort of like episode one of WandaVision, like very set back in time. Like the technology is is far greater than anything we've ever seen, but the, mm. the decorum is like well before like, it. Like the, the Traveler's cupboard in Wynyard, like where you go, like an RSL <laughs> in the 70s. Yeah. Um, so it's got that really charming vibe to it. And, yeah, I mean, I really liked how it sort of it set the scene with explaining everything but not like as if you're an idiot. But, mm. you know, you, you got the videos that showing him learning about what's happening but at the same time is really is for us. Yeah. And then, yeah, no, no big fan. I thought, well, what, let's give it, let's do a little rating out of 10 for, a, uh, for you, mate. Um, episode one, or are we talking so far? Episode one, yeah. Episode one, I'll give it an eight. Yep. Yep. What about yourself? Yeah, I'd say, say eight. Eight's a good number. Very good start. Um, nothing in the end credits that, uh, at the end, like they mm. do with Marvel usually, which is mm. quite interesting. But it's amazing how if you look at the credits, there's so many Easter eggs that they they give little away pictures like, and yeah, little pictures, little, little, little things. And, and they'll come into play a lot later on, but it's, if you just watch it and don't, and don't look intently and just let it go, you miss you out miss on a it. lot. Yeah. That's, because, and that's what I'm saying. Um, like if you, if you look through episode one, so it, before we even really learn and forgive me, it's been a few weeks since I watched episode one. Mm-hmm. So do we learn about the timeline, the sacred timeline in episode one or is that, no, we do. Yeah, I mean, in the video, they showed how, like, Miss Minutes is talking about it. Miss Minutes, and we'll, we'll talk about her because there's mm. a lot of conjecture on her and and how she sort of actually comes to life in the second episode. So, mm. but they're saying how this the timekeepers preserved that they they they. they turned all the variant timelines into one mm-hmm. and now they the keepers are preserving this sacred timeline. So anytime mm-hmm. anything skews off, it's their job to sort of bring it back on course. Yeah. No, all the technology to do that. And yeah. but you know, Loki's sort of challenging the well, who are you to be the moral moral guard and the the timekeepers and Well he's a god, right? So you can't exactly. tell him what to do. 
Exactly. So he's challenging the system and uh, mocking the system so speak as well. Like, you know, well, this was allowed, but I'm not allowed to do this, but they can do this. And But at the same time, he's also afraid because if you, if you think about when he's gone through that lineup, when he had to take the ticket, do you remember that moment and mm. the, other, the other guy takes a ticket and gets uh, reset or however and Loki puts up his hand straight away. He's, this is my ticket. This is it. Mm. Well, that's the thing. I mean, it's interesting to see, like, it looks like they get sort of eviscerated or melted like in um, Ragnarok. Mm. But I was thinking more like the Matrix. You know and you know how they he gets digitized when his voice is, like, mm. going away? Mm. There's there's some very Matrixy vibes and theories and, and yeah, I, I, I get where you're going with that too because there's a lot of science, science fiction weirdness that's, being put into the put into the show, and I mean it's not like like for like, but it's it's nice to see sort of you know the old classics sort of get a bit of a nod. Yeah. Mm. So after episode enough? one, mm. um, you know, something. Li- what did you think of the Wednesday Wednesday show? Yeah, look, I'm not a fan of the whole Wednesday night thing, but really, why not? I prefer them on the Friday. Because, for example, if we wanted to watch something, it's better on a Friday. I don't have to worry about getting home. If, if for a lot of people, like I remember seeing on Twitter, people saying bring us bring back the Fridays because it's, it's for some people it's a family thing. Friday night pizza mm-hmm. and do you know what I mean? So no, no, I agree, I agree. Um, but you're not going to like this. Um, oh no, Disney Plus have. Uh, sort of mandated that in the future all their shows will be coming on one Wednesdays oh. and all their movies will come out on Fridays. My, what was, what, what's their rationale behind that? Well, the Loki show had the best premiere ever. Yeah, because people wanted to watch the first episode on release. They're going to watch it no matter what day it is. No, they they think because it's on the Wednesday, they had a bit, they had more of a buy-in. Oh, because people probably don't have plans and whatnot on like a Friday, on a Wednesday. Well, night. it's it's also Thursday midnight for everyone. So, yeah, I, I, basically they had a, a better buy-in, mm-hmm. and so they, they, they've decided that you know Wednesday is the new Friday. Fair enough. Well, I guess it's something to look forward to to break up the week. Hmm. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Like, I mean, it could be a time where we've got, like, you know, multiple Marvel and multiple Star Wars projects released and they're all going to come out at the same time or who knows. So, so what did you think of the end? It was very, uh, very sort of cliffhangery. You know, you got the whole sort of cloaked Loki and mm. very I mysterious. Think, yeah. I think this is where people talking about what was coming before me watching it, I already had preconceptions of who it may be, Mm. especially going back to some of the comics. It was sort of giving me an idea of those two people I thought it would have been. And I guess we'll get into it a little bit later, but it was neither of who I thought. So it was, it was both, it was both as well as neither. And I'll explain that in a bit. Okay. So we'll go on to episode two, Mm. the variant. And so, you know, Loki's now moved on as a TVA sort of consultant slash agent, but he's mm-hmm. going to wear his jacket that says variant on there so they can just <laughs> tell that apart. Mm-hmm. And starts off in that in that old school, well, it's 1985, but it's like a medieval fair. 
and these yeah. agents is getting taken down by this Loki variant. Mm. And it's interesting that this I, I, I've missed the detail, but someone was pointing out if you look at the way the timeline goes back, um, for example, when it when it comes up eighteen uh, nineteen or eighteen forty five, the time that it starts at, I think, is twenty twenty three. It, oh, really? The very first one, or it's somewhere around that. There's some sort of detail there that I've missed that I need. To, I've been meaning to go back and have a look at. But okay, mm. Mm. well, it's interesting because you know you've got um, you know, you're trying to get a grip of what's happening, and then you know they're explaining the show as well, and you got Loki sort of doing his thing, and then you know what, what do you think around the whole? apocalyptic events sort of thing and how he's able to explain to me how he's able to go around undetected there. Is that because the whole ap- apocalyptic well, incident wipes out everything or? Well, it's more, it's more a point of the, it's, it's meant to happen. And then after that, there's nothing. So for example, if, if there was a, uh, what, what's the earth, uh, the volcano one that they go they're, to? They go to Pompeii. So yeah. my, my, my thing is though, so he commits cr- or she, she's commit, committing crimes mm. and then hiding there and then just running for cover while this event occurs? Correct. Or? And then before the event finishes, she jumps to the next uh, one. So it's basically like if someone, because everything in that area or that planet or wherever that event is happening, because it, like you said, everything is wiped out or everything is quote unquote reset, it's mm-hmm. meant to happen. There's no other, there's no other alternative. You, you can't stop that from happening. Gotcha. So okay, because I was like, yeah. well, if you're hiding in an apocalyptic event, the event's going to get you. So they you got to leave just just a second Correct. before it. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yep. So if you, if you look later in the episode when they're in the, you know, in the shop, the the mall, mm-hmm. right before I guess the tsunami or whatever hits, they jump. Gotcha. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No, that's good. That's good. I mean, yeah, it's. It's a whole other kettle of fish, like, mm. and it's amazing how with Avengers, you know, sort of brought time travel into it now and what does this mean and, you know, if, if sort of like you're also wondering, well, is, what, is, is what Steve Rogers did okay? Is, is the Avengers just get a, a pass on everything? Like, Yeah, well, this is, the, this is the thing that makes it odd. It's when Loki asked or I think it was when Loki asked about the Avengers and why was it okay for them to do it because the timekeepers meant it to happen. It was a part of the timeline that was supposed to happen. So if you think if Steve didn't take the stones back, then that would create a nexus event. Mm, it's very interesting. Cause even if you look at the ancient one in, um, her description of the, the sacred timeline, removing yeah. the stones from their, their point, Oh, and this is an endgame, sorry. Uh, removing mm-hmm. the stones from their point in time, that could create a nexus event. If that stone doesn't get back to that time and place, that's a nexus event. If you if you showed up late to work, that's a nexus event. So that, 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 that's the bit that, 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 that confused me, the whole running late for work. Um, yeah, like, I don't, it's weird how, so in that little cartoon, and I'll quickly step back, in that little cartoon, yeah. That variant per se, if you look at every character that he transformed into, his little bow tie 
was somewhere on his body. So it might've been a tie. It might've been a pocket square. It might've been a pen. It might've been a hat. might've been a set of glass or whatever. But yep. yeah, it's the whole, anything that you, you do, how, how are you meant to tell if you're, you're breaching this timeline rule or not? And why haven't we seen the TVA before? Because everything so far was according to the timeline. Mm. It's bizarre. It's, it feels like just no. something they've just thrown in to, okay, this is the rule now. This is can- this is time canon. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now, it'd be interesting to see how this show affects everything moving forward and they'll have to explain how they sort of let certain events go without being untouched or why they didn't intercede. And, you know, like what if, I mean, this time TVA is not even a real thing. Yeah, like, a very, very big possibility. Because there's already sort of, you know, you, you sort of got this thing, this explanation of timekeepers, gods, can't really see them. Renslayer, that, that sort of is like the principal little head, she's sort of in charge and she'll speak on their behalf and then the whole Miss Minutes thing. Mm. You know, there's, there's theories that Miss Minutes started the TVA. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Or she might be a she might be the, of the TVA. Yep, she could be um, the spokesperson for the TVA, uh, the timekeepers. If it, it, someone pointed out, um, some YouTuber I was watching, someone pointed out that if you look at one of the the cartoons with the big three statues of the timekeepers, Miss Minutes mm-hmm. even has her own statue. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that one as well. That Eric, Eric Voss? Yeah, yeah Eric Voss. Voss, that's it. Him. He's good. Man, he's, he's very, so good. very good. He's very, he's very good. He's marble. Yeah. No, I, I, I wouldn't say he's observed. I'd say his team. team. Of, uh, yeah, sorry, I should say I that. don't think it's him in his basement just doing ads <laughs> and blue screens. And let's just uh, finish off this episode. I mean, it was good in that, you know, they went to the, the tsunami event. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we got some more insight into the the variant that is Lady, or Lady we'll call her Lady Loki for now. Yeah, we'll call her, yeah. we'll call her by and name. And then you sort of get the interaction between the two of them. And I love how Loki is just like, hello, I'm guessing me. me? <laughs> He's like talking to himself in like, what, the fifth person or something? Yeah. Or, I don't know even what person it is because I've never heard of a variant. Mm conversation going on until this till two weeks ago. So um, I, I'm enjoying the dynamic between himself and himself, funnily enough. Um, and it gets even better in the next episode because yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it. A, <clears throat> some people in Star Wars, if this was an episode of um, Mandalorian, like, oh, that's a filler episode where they go on a side mission and character development. And Do you reckon, but, I, I, I feel like nothing so uh, far has been a, a, filler episode oh i don't feel that but i'm saying if that sort of story was in star wars oh okay then yeah. the star wars fans would be going be up and uh, arms filler. Going, oh, that was filler yeah filler yeah but uh no you're better at this stuff so explain to me this what her plan was in terms of dropping all those time yeah bombs so i don't think that that well because she over over this long period of time and i think in the next episode we can Understand she's been doing years, in the, years in the making. She's mm. been collecting these reset charges. Now the question is, is she resetting 
or is she returning everything in this area back to its time original state or is she somehow like this is the part that I couldn't figure out I was trying to rattle in my brain is she yeah. trying to reset this whole event is she trying to reset this whole mall what's she doing that she needs this many reset charges in one specific location mm. I don't think it's to cover her tracks because she's been doing no, that by the the apocalypses right I think she's well. What it looks like, what it looks like to me, is that she's setting up a whole, you know, chain of events. I think it's forty-two different events. Yeah, forty-two um, throughout the, you know, the time time zone or time. I believe that timeline hmm. and creating so many different um, variant things to occur that creating nexus timekeepers have. Yeah, have to has to go and, and fix it or do whatever they can, mm. leaving the timekeepers unguarded, unattended, and planning on attacking. Yeah, I, I mean, I get that, but how has she done all of this at the same time? Because if you have a look, the when when you look at the timeline after she sets those charges off and it goes absolutely haywire, mm. there's how many different branches of time are there? There's dozens of them. Well, it's different. It's different space, different different events in time. So, you know, over, she didn't attack a hundred forty-two different places all in the same year. It's all over the shop. No, that's what so, I mean. So, every if she's affected one now, how is she affecting one that was hundred years ago at the same time? Because all the branches happen pretty much simultaneously. So, is she I linking? Just, what's happening is the time frame is just splitting off and yeah. and. Just, I mean, th- th- their whole thing is just keeping it, keeping it, yeah, sp- keeping it know, one on, on the one. Yeah. And now it's it's just gone haywire across the world, across across everything. And mm. you know they have to try and rectify that one by one, and it's going to keep them busy. Yeah. Um, I think it's just a huge distractionary ploy. Yeah. Um, well, we see that in the next episode. So. Mm. But in the, then, but specifically at the end here, so if you look at how. So we, we at this point we understand what her power is. Uh, we saw a little bit of it in the the start of the episode, but now we sort of see it's an enchanting type mm-hmm. ability. Yep. The first two things that came to my head was one: now that we see her, is okay. It's Lady Loki, right? Yep. The second thing, the enchantress. Well, back in the comics, the enchantress is Sylvie, right? Yep. But if you actually, I can't remember if it's this episode or the next episode, she actually says it's just an alias that she goes by. Mm. So I actually don't think it's either Sylvie or um, Sylvie or Lady Loki. It's it's like you said just earlier, it's Loki, a variant. It's her own character. You can't link her to any of these other these other two. Well, I, I'd say that they've, they've used the comics as a sort of baseline but mm. it's 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 an entirely different thing it's, it doesn't have to be from the comics like i mean you, no, we got no. the, we got thanos and we got everything but i thought i think with this one there's a sort of you know ad-libbing and that they're, they're going they're going to use it as a, as a guide but they're not gonna yeah that's right use it as a guide in terms of like she has the powers of an enchantress mm. and the similarities of a, of a loki but yeah very interesting thought because I straight away, as soon as I saw her and the powers that she was using, I'm like, okay, she said her name. It's Sylvie, right? But no, it, it was only when I sort of went back and had a look at the details and 
I think I piggybacked off of a few different people talking about it as well. So, but no, it was a really, really, really sharp finish. Um, literally drops all those time bombs. Owen Wilson's chasing Loki down the hall, and I'm Loki, wait. We, we, we never expected for a minute that he would comply. And of course, he just jumps in and fucks off mm. to, uh, to join the mayhem. So, where do uh, they land? Well, we'll find out. So, out of 10, that episode, mate. Oh, um, is that better than the first one? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it was, but not yeah. by much. I'll give it an eight, eight and a half. Eight and a half. I think eight and a half is fair. Yeah. Very fair. I, I think the third episode was probably the best. The, the best of the three. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed it more than any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so the good thing is it's, it's directed by the same person every time, Kate Heron. Yep. And this was Lamentous. And so, yeah, I mean, it was. I'd be interested to see how they filmed this and where they filmed it because I, be, I it looks like a lot of it was done on the volume mm. and I mean is this the stuff that's causing Obi-Wan and Cassian to be delayed because everyone's getting their volume time in now with with the success of how good it is and and how little says but I mean the, the way they did this 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 episode was just fantastic I mean it looked like a really you know remote planet and yeah. uh where was it again where did they say it was so they arrive at 2077 Lamentus yep. 1, mm. a moon that is soon to be crushed by a planet and the Tempad then runs out of power. Oh, how Let's convenient. just talk about that for a sec because this 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 sort of episode, it's you're sort of seeing two, well, if, if, it's, if, you, if you get two people, two exact same people trying to, gain trust in each other, mm-hmm. get an yep. idea, chemistry for each other and cooperate for the greater good for themselves. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first part of half of the episode, they're just fighting with each other. They're just trying to kill each other. And then all of a sudden this tempad is what keeps, keeps them together. And she's trying to save his life and, and vice versa, so to speak. So, but. And, th- and that's an interesting point. So if you, Talk about how they're at the start of the episode for the first sort of 10 minutes or so, it's just a back and forth of started fighting each other and then they end up saving each other for because then she knows that she needs the temp pad and Loki knows, okay, I need her to help me fix the temp pad. I don't know how to charge the thing. Mm. But in that, do you know that moment when they went into the little bunker, right? That little yeah. building. And she, I thought at first for a moment, I thought they were going to kiss, which would have been a bit weird, but yep. she, she, she tried to, to enchant him. Yeah. So I saw, uh, I think it was on Eric Voss, some, some breakdown. He was saying that would that, is that moment more of him trying to enchant her? Yeah. So, I, I, I'm very much on that page as well in that I feel like the whole episode, Loki is playing dumb. Yeah. And he, he's, 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 you know, trying to weasel information out of her. But at the same time, he's just gauging her. Like, because anytime she tries something, like, like there, mm. she's like, what are you doing? It's like, that's not going to work. My mind's too strong. He knows exactly. <laughs> like, I mean, his mum has trained him up for all the magic. Yep. And, and, you know, so he's, I mean, he's, the, he's the, the, the most devious guy. The in the whole MCU. Mm. So, I mean, this chick's brand new. 
I mean, she's just a version of him, but I don't think it's, it's, it's just really good to see the to and fro and they, they, they actually had really good chemistry throughout the I whole love, thing. Yeah. So what's her name? I've never seen her before. Um, the actress. Yeah. Yeah. No idea. I'll have to, uh, I'll have to get that one for you. Yeah. But uh, to me, and I was saying this to me, I've been watching it with, um, with Mia as well as by myself. The, mm-hmm. the chemistry they have together is fantastic. Mm-hmm. They play off each other so well and it, it literally does feel like they are one in the same. Sophie, Sophia DiMartino. Mm, okay. Mm. Well, I haven't seen her in anything. So, but yeah, I actually got a little, because she's so British and I've got a real Peggy Carter vibe out of her. She's sort of like the Loki Peggy Carter. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't have picked that um, up. That's interesting. Hmm. And but the the comedy between them is so good. Like um, yeah. they're sort of bickering like kids and like sort of like cousins or sort of that are just fighting. And then um, you know she's got her style, and and then they encounter that woman, and she's like, I was just about I'm, to I'm, bring that up. Going to go in there, all guns blazing, <laughs> shot in the, shot in the face. Yeah. Um, and then he tries. Oh look, let me try. I'm I'm much smarter. And then exact same thing, but. His way, um, mm-hmm. you know, I find myself really um, enjoying the humor. Yeah, because Marvel does do a lot of you know silly gags and humorous stuff, and but they, they do it to, well. They don't. They it's do not it well. overdone. It's smart humor. It's not but, tossing a lightsaber. No shoulder. <laughs> and uh, and off a quick little tangent, I was going back and watching uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy movies and. Man, I can't believe Drax. He just gets me, man. The <laughs> his, his humor is, is great. <laughs> Although I did watch the, I watched the. Are you excited for Suicide Squad by James Gunn? I haven't looked into it to be honest. It looks stupid. Like it feels like oh, James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy. Did it really well. He's got a he's got a he's got his sort of like JJ Abrams formula. You know, you get mm. a few heroes, protagonists, antagonists, some sort of weird animal, and some sort of like tree person. And so he's got like Shark Man. Uh, it's, oh no no no! I have seen that trailer. No no no. Yep yep. Yeah, it's a bit weird. It just looks, and he's got John Center in there as well. Like, okay, I'll tell you, I'm going to go and watch it because that's the kind right. of person that I am. But, mm. you know, I, I'll, we'll come back to this. After I've seen it, we'll come back and we'll see if it we'll truly was what it was. We'll do a DC pod. You can just text me how shit it is. Oh, all right. So, this whole tempad thing, what if it's not even broken at all and, and Loki's just mucking around with her? Ooh. Mm. Yeah. Because I mean, we'll, we'll, oh, okay. We'll address that at the end, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. you know, it's obviously they jump off the, they get thrown off the train, and oh, look, it's broken. Okay, so they're gonna go. Oh, well, well they're gonna jump on this arc and save all those people and get this this sort of uh, next event off, or change the course so that they can sort of find Stop a way it. to keep going. Yeah. Yep, and. I mean, the moment that really, I mean, it was really incredible that scene. Like, they get into the town. Oh, how good. The camera work, because, I mean, you can tell it's obviously a set, Mm. so to speak, but the way in which it's shot and filmed is so, so good that it looks so real and, like, that's the thing that makes me wonder, is is this the volume and Mm. how is it done? And it's that scene sort of where, 
the building is falling on and Loki sort of suddenly has Yoda-level force powers to levitate. To stop it, yeah. And people are going, did he use the time stone there or? Oh, oh I haven't heard about this. This is interesting. Yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, people are saying it was at the time stone, but did he take but, it? But yeah, you, you heard it clink when he put it back in. But you also see him sort of have levitation abilities, but never yeah. on this scale. This was big. Or is this whole episode An illusion. just her, him mucking with her like she was mucking up, mucking around with um, C20? Okay, I have an idea then. So, you, you know when they're on the train? Mm-hmm. This, and they're inviting each other to go to sleep. Yeah. So, in this moment, Loki says mm-hmm. he doesn't want to sit backwards. He can't sit backwards on a train. Yeah. But she ends up being backwards. Yeah. So from the moment that I guess she fell asleep, is everything going forward in that? Is she dreaming all of this? Is it an illusion that Loki's just mustered up? I don't know. And that's the thing, like, because, I mean, you know, we'll get to the end of the episode here. Like, they're running through the town. Everything's running on this path, and the arc yeah. explodes. Right in front um, of them. And you sort of see this dejected Sylvie walk away. And it just ends on that sort of note. Mm. Like they're kind of fucked. Yeah. Um, yep. There's no other word. So, well, and where do you go from that? I mean, they got no temp. They're not going to find a temp pad, and they're unless you know what. Do you, what happens next? Yeah. Is okay. it, oh, so, hey, you know what? I lied the whole time. The temp pad's right here, and it's working perfectly. No, nah, it was can't. my magic. Um, there's Mobius coming through the portal and and bring them back. Who knows? Like. Mm, could could do could do. Where's this? Where, where's the next episode going? I mean, I, I know that I can't wait for it, mm-hmm. and yeah, I'm buzzing for it. Literally, like I'm. What happens next? So I definitely don't think it's going to be the whole temp pad. Oh, here here's the temp pad. It's working. It'd be lame. I think it's because it just it's not as hard hitting, you know. There has to be something that comes along and... Well, not, what is if it's not in the temp pad? It's just that, that everything you just saw was him messing with her. I would be great. That would be great. And like I'm saying, if this was all an illusion from when she was asleep on the train... Yep. I'd, I'd be okay with that because then it, it proves that, that Loki knows how the power works. He He's the all... The all-powerful we'll Loki. <laughs> he um Because mm. if she just wakes up, and it was all a dream and they're still sitting on that train or, and then it plays out exactly how it should play in like a short sequence. Very interesting. If, if like what you said, Mobius comes along and I guess plucks them out of that time spot and lets that event take place could be a possibility. What do you, what do you think is going to happen? I don't know. Um, I think they're going to really, well, they're, they're, because at the moment, like the, the episode ends, they are really and truly fucked. Unless something well, I, happens, I think, I think they're fucked. Regardless, I mean, I, I don't understand. If they get on that arc and sort of sort themselves out, they're still kind of fucked. They're still stuck in a time zone that they can't get really get out of, can they? Yeah, so, true. Because they wouldn't have a temp so pad. Even 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 if they successfully got on that arc, the stakes are the stakes are still. You know, they were completely dejected because, but. But if they got on the arc and Mobius knew that they stopped that event from happening, I mean, he doesn't know what event they're on, to be fair. 
Mm. But they would, but that's the thing. It would just be another Nexus event, sort of, and they're on their list to do list to, to fix because it would just be an, yet another one. What if Miss Minutes? Miss Minutes comes in. Oh god. Uh, I think we should wrap things up. I think the theory's getting shit. Yeah. <laughs> the shit's but going on the wall. It's uh it's been a good it's been a good good three weeks. Only mm. six episodes, too. I mean, you'd think far out, like will there be another season? Like I think this I mean, might be a one and done. One and done. Yep. Mm. I imagine Tom Hiddleston wouldn't be cheap. No. God no. God no! Mm. Everyone loves him. Well, and then he's got. Th- oh, is it going to be? Is he going to be in Thor: Love and Thunder? Is he going to set that up? Well, if you like, you alluded to this before. I think this next phase of of Marvel is is very much. This is a pivotal moment for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This whole Loki series and the whole new rules of the time, the timeline, and everything. This is massive because the other the other way that we could go is all of this unravels and we end up going back into a multiverse war and, and the, the timeline war, which could be a massive thing. Well, one thing we need to just redress quickly before we wrap things up is that they're already sort of playing doubt in this time TVA in that, you know, we were told that people were assigned to the TVA for their whole life and everything. And then oh, no. she's dug that memory before she was from C20. Exactly. And now there's the whole thought of every person that works at the TVA is a variant of thoughts, of sorts. So I don't know, maybe this whole TVA thing might come crashing down. But also with C20, like wasn't it a memory that was from hundreds of years before? Mm. So how has she lived for this long? That's the next thing. Maybe time stands still in the TVA. Yeah, true. So you don't age and you just do it for Mate, I am pumped. Yep. We are obviously, this is not our core content, but I thought it would be good for you and I in the midst of lockdown to have a chat in between my bath time with my baby and state of origin. <laughs> Definitely good use of the time. Time, The time, the time keepers would be happy with that. 100%. This was meant to happen, Matt. Mm. So thank you for assembling and uh, and being available. And I look forward to our next catch up when we talk about the Bad Batch and talk Ooh. about Cad Bane and Sh- Phoenix Shan showdown and uh, where the show is going to next. Very very juicy. It's been a pleasure, Matt. Have a good time, mate. Buddy, speak I, soon. I'll, I'll speak to you soon, buddy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. We really appreciate you listening. You can find me on Twitter on TMABY Podcast or on Instagram at 3MABY Podcast. We hope you're enjoying these Bad Batch reviews and the guests that we've been having, and we'll look to have more and more guests as the weeks progress. We'll catch you all next time.